I guess I'm gonna turn on the tunnel bound thinking. I think I took a thought of tunnel bound thinking. Yes, we're back. Here we go, Ben. The, the, the mic is going, man. You're all ready. What's up? Hello. How is it going? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I don't know how many people have listened to these shows we do, but uh, we do have some published now, apparently. And so if you're finding us. Hey, we have one follower on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. What's the day? Today is June something, something, something. Well, that was a few days ago. I haven't checked in the last We're in 2023. Yeah. That's for sure. And that's why it's Cheap Thought Podcast 2023. No, it's just Cheap Thought 2023. There you go. At gmail.com. You're doing one of my numbers. Yeah, yeah. Are we going to reverse roads today? Yeah. Well, I mean, if we need to. No, it's okay. We have some interesting stuff to talk about today. And uh, I think uh, we could probably talk about this from our own experiences, but uh, Ben brought up an idea to uh, talk about uh, counseling. No, influence it. Influence it. Like influencing. Well, if you went to a counselor? No, more like... They're trying to influence you to think different. I was thinking more like family and friends influences. But we're hoping this show does that, helps people think a little different or you know, just about certain things and... Uh, I know we have a lot of ideas, and you can only do so much when you're trying to lay down about 50 minutes of recording. So, anyway. That's right. Last week, we had a challenge. It's pretty easy for me, but I don't think I met the challenge. Um, maybe so. To uh, go and uh, visit and confide in an elderly person, a grandparent. Is that right? Mm-hmm. And uh, so, uh, if you have done that, hold on, we're having some tech problems. Just a second. We'll get back to you guys. So, we're going to be talking about influencers and the things that influence our life. I do like the idea of talking about counseling and shrinks mm-hmm. and my ideas on that. And maybe we'll save that for another podcast or because, towards the end, depending upon where we go with this. But counseling is. Um, I don't know. It, 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 there's so many people that get counseling, so many people that go see doctors. There's so many antidepressant pills and medications and things that people take. And so um, I like to put in my two cents about that. I don't know a lot. I'm just a truck driver. I'm not a doctor. So, <laughs> But from experiences through my own children and uh, several family members that have had, that uh, chose to use counseling or, or uh, some type of... Um, I got some type of mental help, mental help for their mental health issues. So, well, actually, let's let's touch upon that because it seems like uh, there's a fire in your eyes for that. Well, I don't know if there's a fire. I think there is. I, th- I think uh, you're ready to go. You're ready to let that out. That, so let me begin. So uh, let's go with the um, counseling. Like I feel like some people could use counseling. Some people could actually benefit with somebody who's unbiased that will listen them listen to them and give them feedback on it that's like kind of the whole concept behind it is somebody who can listen break apart help them understand something 
So the concept is really good. Like, sounds like somebody could really help you out. But I also feel like I don't want to, uh, <laughs> but I want to say so I don't forget that it's, I think if you had a really good family member or a friend, I think somebody who could really listen to you and knows you, they can give you better advice if they're not being so biased and if they only have the best of will for you. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't like the idea of just advice. And if that's what you're paying to get, I mean, I think advice, you roll the dice. Taking advice, you roll the dice. I think um, people challenge to learn who they are inside. And like you said, if we had families and people that acted right and did the right things, I think you don't need counseling. Uh, you don't need psychologists and psychiatrists. But because there is uh, there are so much dysfunction in families, especially here in the United States, it's um, the divorce rate is about 80%. Um, families don't stay together. They get all mixed up. And So do you blame that on counseling? Or do you think there's a role for counseling to help people out that need it? Well, I think that if people do the right thing, you wouldn't need the counseling. But do you ever expect anybody to do the right thing? No, but I think we should lean more towards that. Oh, definitely. You, know, you and I are both divorced, and we provided children a broken home. And if there's anything that bothered me about my divorce uh, from my first wife, that uh, I knew it was going to hurt them. So, I mean, so to need counseling. And, and as we become adults, maybe there's something in our past. But I like to say, and hey, maybe, maybe a, a listener of the podcast uh, hearing this would say, hey, why don't I just think about my own thoughts, my own inner being? I think sometimes people think, man, I have nothing to do with these thoughts. What do I do with them? And that's why you go see mental health, and they put all these mental health labels, titles on the problems that people are having. And I know there are some real mental problems, real issues, and people have no idea of how to uh, get help for those and that's where the medicine comes in. But, you know, I, I, I'm just not very strong uh, believer that that's, that's the best method. Or it is an option, but I don't think it's the best option. It may be an alternative if you think nothing else works. And that might be true for people that they, can, they have support in their lives that have people. But they might be at their wits, their wits end. And they want them to get more help. And that's why they're going to see a counselor. Maybe. But the, the whole idea of the pharmaceutical um, pills to try to practice medicine on them. Like, are you going to fry their brain while you're trying to find the right cocktail for them? Like, <laughs> are you going to do more damage than are you going to do good? Like, because it's an art. It's a practice. And if you don't get it the right the, uh, the first time and the first one doesn't, how much harm does it actually pay? play in their lives and each and every one of us are different and all those mind things that they're claiming that exist maybe so you can title it whatever you want but um you know how do you know yeah like you said how you know if you're getting the right chemical that's going to alter their thinking to me oh and uh real quick i want to put two cents in here uh it's a disclaimer we are not medical professionals <laughs> do not listen to us for any medical advice uh do not uh, sue us for any of our two cents that we have on this subject we're just living we're two um blue collar truck drivers that have our opinions 
and we're sharing our experiences that we've had in our lives and the experiences that people have played in our lives. So we're speaking from our own lives and other people's lives that we've seen and the collected all this data that we've had in our lives so far. And this is what we're speaking on. So it's just our opinions. Don't take it anything more than that. If you really have real advice, go see a medical professional and fry your brain on their drugs. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't, I'm not agreeing with Ben. I'm not agreeing with, with that, Ben. But I think that does kind of lead us into what you wanted to talk about today. And that's being influenced influencers, because I think that's probably the root of most people's problems. I mean, people want to blame other people. Well, if there's anybody to blame, the big, biggest influencers in our life probably are going to be our parents or those that we that raised us, you know, those that we grew up with. And they have the huge impact because your mind, when you're young, is in uh, the high development stage. I mean, you're, you're trying to learn everything. Then you hit uh, 16 or 13 or 15, then you know everything, you know, at least most teenagers, you know, they know everything or they know enough, but they don't know enough to get a job and be able to take care of themselves. And so, you know, and the faster they realize that, hey, I don't know anything, then they end up driving a truck or living. But when you realize, hey, I really don't know much, there's a lot out there. I mean, uh, to learn, there's a lot of access to knowledge. Just looking around at the technology that we have in the time that we're living in. I mean, do we know how to put together um, electronic products or do we know how some people don't even know how to work on their car? Um, I still do a little work, mechanic work, on, but not very often. I, I don't want to. My friend called me yesterday, asked me to go help this kid out with an alternator. The kid didn't barely had money for an alternator, but he needed tools. And so um, I was like, sure, but it's uh it's really hot outside right now, so I said, he's going to have to wait till the evening. I'm not going over there in the middle of the oven. You're talking about in South yeah. Texas, Corpus Christi? You, you think it's hot here during the during the sunlight time? Yeah. Is that what you're trying to say? And, and I think that's, that is a way that I could do it. I don't, I, so many people helped me out with my car mm-hmm. growing up that if I could go and help someone else, else it's being an influence. Mm-hmm. And uh, I like to be able to do that, you know, just, just to say, hey, um, um, you know, just just pay it forward. A lot of people say that. You know, just go, go and help other people. When you do do that, I think that's one of the best things for the for the mind for the counseling. Like we said, but if we're out helping others, usually we don't have to be concerned about how our mind is because we're doing good. We're doing good for others. And when you put others first, you don't micro. analyze your own brain and your own issues you kind of put that on autopilot you're not thinking about it you're not dwelling and maybe dwelling on something might be more harm than good so at least if you lose yourself in service and helping others you're influencing them like hey they're gonna they're not gonna forget that they really appreciated that and not just you but like you said like now as an adult you since you had so much help now you want to help out others so just people helping you out at a younger age made you more influenced to do the, the same when you have the capabilities and you could help out others as well. Sure. So I think that's a continued cycle, like a ripple in the waves that are continuing to get bigger and bigger and helping out community, you know, and just when everybody. You, when you do that too, well, uh, uh, Ben, the one thing I, I always say this, 
you get what you give. And if you give good things, good things come back to you. You know, I'm not about karma. I'm not saying that about religion, but that's just the way it is. You give hard work at your job, and they reward you a little bit better than they do the other people. You know, that's just, it's just logic. And uh, now you're not going to go to work and say, hey, I don't have to pay me this week. But when you go out in your community and you do good, it gets paid back to you because you influence others to do that. And when you get more people involved taking part of doing good things, man, things start to change pretty fast, you know. And uh, you start seeing good things come about your community, your neighborhoods, um, your children, your friends, you know. I mean, if that's what gangs do. They put together a, a posse and go out and commit crimes and reap the rewards. <laughs> but then, you know, the benefits of that is that when they get caught, they get to go sleep it off a few years in a penitentiary. Where they meet or other influencers. Yeah. <laughs> and continue the and cycle. And get out. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, and, and I, you worked as, what, a jailer for, and I know you've heard this, and I've heard stories. If you've watched, uh, if you watch uh, any of those prison shows where there are people in prison and pe- people telling their testimonies about prison, when they get out, they've learned how to be a better criminal. That's what they've learned, <laughs> and they're, they're good. I don't know about a better criminal. They learn other, uh, some, not all, some learn things they never knew how to do, so they learn different techniques or different uh, ways to be a criminal, and then they get busted and come right back. That's true. And then they share what they learned, and it's a continuous cycle. They're like, well, that didn't work. Let me try this one. Oh, okay. Then they come back. Oh, that didn't work. Let's, let me try this one when I get out. Well, if they do it with passion, you know, you... I mean, they keep on failing, but you got to, you know, give them a little cred for their, you know, their commitment to, to keep on trying. Sure. Yeah. No, but that's not everybody. That's just a, a you know, a percentage of people that go through the system. I like, I like music, and some of the biggest influencers I have are, are musicians that, uh, that I've appreciated. Some are big, big time, you know, some of the big stars, but then some that I just hung out with and, you know, jammed with and practiced with. And um, that, uh, that was, I never knew, I never knew, like, in music, when you're a musician or you choose some type of art, it, uh, uh, to do with its painting or doing what we're doing with a podcast, really you're exercising your brain. And they say people uh, that pursue music or some something like we're doing, you increase your intelligence level or you have a desire to do. Maybe it's in your subconscious that, hey, I want to increase. And so other things, it makes it easier for you to learn other things when you do that. And so, you know, I have friends, oh, you play guitar. Yeah, play a little guitar. Um well, where'd you learn? I want to play guitar. So with a, uh, if you want to play guitar, go buy one. Or if someone's giving you one, learn how to tune it up. Spend about 30 minutes a day. You will uh, progress pretty fast. You, you, it, in three or four weeks, you'll be really surprised how far you can come. But it's just about the commitment and the dedication to doing that. And I think with this show, with all our challenges that we, we do each week, that's one of our intentions is that, hey, uh, we challenge our brain that we can go out and do something, be a better person. Yep. And uh, so I really feel like if I if I just get on Guitar Hero, I can really level up. You know what I'm saying? 
and uh, to um, bring it back to influence and counseling, um, you also said, Brent, that uh, you don't necessarily... So if somebody's looking at for, let's say, some mental health and they see all these advertisements online for call, you don't have to go in, you can call them up or message them on the Internet and uh, get the help they need. What do you say to them? Like, is that something that you would say, just go ahead and do it? Or do you think that maybe you should talk to a good friend or a family member or just go exercise, see if that can relieve some stress and some anxiety and not dwell on it as much like how would you um give them advice as far as what they could do if they feel like if they're talking to you let's say they run into you and they're like i'm not doing well what, what kind of advice would you give them like if they're thinking about oh you know what Brent? i think i'm gonna go talk to a, a look up a counselor do you know one what um, would you tell them that's not my way of, of going about it um, no, I, but if somebody came to you and, and talked to you about that and said, hey, I was thinking about, you know. I wouldn't recommend counseling. Yeah, I know. But that's why I want you to share what <laughs> I mean, you like, say. come on, sit down in here. Let's have a talk. Uh-huh. And I think, you know, at whatever position you're in your life, you, you have a power to help people in that way, in a mental condition. You know, I'm, um, you have a power to sit down and say, hey, uh, maybe this isn't as big as you thought it was going to be or you think it is pretty small it's it's gonna pass and um hey what else you got going on focus on some other things focus on uh set a goal go focus on that get it done and um do you feel if they're really focusing on the issue that's present in their mind they might be neglecting other things in their life so that they should pay a little bit more attention to i do and, and well you, a, a lot of the mental problems are conduced with you know, alcohol or drugs, other drugs already, you know, so I, I, I don't know, you know, you might have to address some of that. Hey, uh, you need to get off the, uh, the, the caffeine or something. Um, or the hops. Or the hops. Or Spirits. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. Um, and if they're using, um, you know, I don't like to comment much on that. It, there's people that smoke marijuana uh, daily. Or, I don't know if anyone does some of the psychedelic stuff. That's a daily thing, but of course, uh, cocaine or heroin or, or um, amphetamines, people make this a daily part of their life. Now, that may be the first thing to address, but their desire to want to do that roots from somewhere. Why do you want to keep um, putting this drug in your body to make you better, make you think like you feel better? You know, yeah, you're high. Okay. But uh, then reality comes in and then you're, Instead of doing what you need to do, you go back looking for more of this substance to put in your body. So. Well, I look at it, when I see that, I generally think they're self-medicating. So they're not seeing a doctor. They're not seeing a medical professional or a mental health professional. And they're self-medicating and they're trying to take care of it themselves for whatever reason. If it's because they're, they, let's say they have PTSD or they just they have some trauma in their life and they're trying to cope with it or deal with it and so they're trying to self-medicate they're trying to deal with it themselves instead of opening up instead of talking to other people they're just trying to self-medicate what do you think you think that's a percentage i I think that too uh, but i think like with what may have caused them to say hey i want to go try these drugs and see how they make me feel i think whatever caused them to think they needed a change and 
feel and the way they feel about something and the way their mind thinks about things, they need to take their mind away from it. They use this substance to do that. I think you have to get back to that. But often the addiction has already become so powerful in their life um, and, it's, and it's causing destruction. Once, once uh, they start destroying their life, their bank accounts go away and they're selling everything they have and they, you see this change in their, their um, you know, character, where they, the way they live, then you have to get the drugs you know, under control or out of their life but you still, that's not going to prevent a drug addict from going back to drugs. And, and that's proven over and over. You have to go to the root of the problem. You know, when you were, uh, we used to say this, even when I was 10 or 11 years old, we would talk to a younger person. Say, Now, when I was growing up or when I was little, you know, you could talk to someone two years younger, you're 10 when, when I was little. So we get older. Uh, when I was little and I was growing up, a lot of times we don't refer back to that. Too often, we'll talk about experiences we had three years ago. Some of the most major experiences we ever have in our life are from from the time we're born to our adolescent stage and then early adulthood. And those, whatever was around us in that time has probably made the biggest impact on the way we think. It doesn't matter. You could have come from something terrible, lots of dysfunction, but it could be one or two people that leave a, an impact on your life influencing you that could change and you get out of all of that and, and that happens all the time um it happens in the united states because we live in a, a great country you know, a lot of opportunity and so um and i think i think more people will will uh, realize that i know they do a lot of mental studies i took psychology in college i don't know it was interesting to, to me but i don't know if it did any uh, you know help me out any you know how i would use that stuff I think, I think most of it's natural, and, and most of it is situational. So each situation needs something different. And we don't have enough doctors, and that's why they want to use drugs, you know, other drugs, um, uh, medicinal drugs versus recreational. Um, that's why they want to try to come up with a chemical-altering substance to... to uh, know take you out of your depression to make you think better you know get rid of the ADD because there's something there that's uh, causing a person to think that way uh, you know and um, fixing that is is you know, I think it'll take a take you a long ways take that person a long ways from thinking that way to to being free from those thoughts or f- understanding how to control those things and uh I would think people think don't realize they have as much control and power in their own life, and uh, they because we always refer to well these people had mental conditions that's why they do mass shootings that's why they they're serial killers or whatever you know I mean if you went to the extreme but then you know uh, but I heard all those people have something in common all those mass shooters and all that they they're all on medication they all see shrinks yeah. <laughs> I, like, I, I haven't I haven't fact checked that, but I've I've heard it from reliable sources that like that is the case like in ninety nine percent of the time. Yeah, yeah. It, that's kind of scary. I don't think we'll ever be doing a plug for a psych- psychiatric firm or. You know what? We probably won't unless they pay us very well. Well, after we mentioned this, I don't. No, it'll be all right. <laughs> we'll, we'll go ahead and we'll go back and we'll edit this. 
we'll say it's some kind of COVID uh, reason we had to yeah. well, we <laughs> go back and censor it. That's why we were talking about Don't it. Worry. We didn't know you could provide so much help through this. But one now we're well informed with this our with our bank account. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that changes your way of thinking. Yeah. Now, I see the light now. See how many zeros are in there? There's a there's a movie called a Blue Chips. Sometimes you know with anybody, but uh, there's a bit in a movie that impacts me, and those can be influential too. But Nick Nolte gives a speech. Now they were paying players. Nowadays, NCAA players can get paid some money, but they were paying players. He and he was like, "Hey, uh, you give somebody a new car and put a few thousand dollars in their bank." And they're putting up 10 points more a game, you know? <laughs> so, nice. Yeah. I mean, I wish that applied at our jobs. Like, hey, if you'd pay me a little more, maybe, uh, you know, I'd, I'd be. And, and a little more. I, I'm not. Uh, I, it does make you appreciate your job when they think about your. It's life. funny how you'll be. You're like, oh, if they paid me a little bit more. But if you look at the difference of how much the companies have made, how much their, their board, how much their uh, shareholders, how much the CEOs make nowadays more than the employees versus let's say 70 years ago and what the the difference was in percentage of the top people versus the bottom people like the difference in pay is way up there way up there like it's it's night and day different so it's like the standard of living could be better but from my opinion they're just a lot more greedy people you know and they they say it's for the company but really they're just lining their own pockets i mean that's the or they're putting paying for more staff that they don't need. They're providing oh, they, jobs. More, bu- more bureaucracy, uh, more red yeah. tape. You know, yeah. there could be some of that. But still, I mean, within government, there's a lot of you know fluff in there. That's why we need more audits and stuff like that. I mean, I'm not, I don't want to say take away people's jobs. I'm just saying a lot of jobs could be a lot more leaner and probably get you know that done. Or you could just pay them more, you know, and uh, that way you get more performance out of them. I don't know. There, there's a I, I delicate think, I, balance. I think you do. There, there is a delicate balance. Yeah, but yeah. Hey, if if you start a job being double what you make now, well, you're going to go in there. You're going to make sure you know the coffee room is clean or whatever. You know, you're going <laughs> to be doing. I used to feel that way until I've seen it where people got um, they got a job and it's like four times more than they used to make, and then within let's say a very short period of time, they're back to not performing at a high level anymore because they get complacent and then they expect more. And you're like, really? Well, like they have a nicer house, a nicer car. By then, and I guess yeah. But in a very short period of time, people come become complacent and take things for granted and act as if, well, their, their job, they're deserving of that pay for what they do, even though it's an extremely amount higher than, uh, than what they were getting paid. I, hey, but hey, go for it. We all we're just individuals, men. Go for the money, whichever way you can. Go get paid, people. Yeah. You know, I want to hear about that from any listener that we have. I want success stories. And uh, amen. Yes. Whether we're influencing or being influenced, you know, um, I'm looking forward to hearing some of the interviews that you plan to do. And uh, we're, we're looking for interesting people for that. And so if you know someone with an interesting story, make sure you shoot us an email. Tell us their story. Send us a audio or video or something of that, just a briefing. Write us a letter. 
and uh, let us know that story. We want to talk about that. We want to talk about the influencing of things. I used to do, think I was doing influencing with money in the past because I trade on the market. And I wanted to teach everybody how to trade. Hey, hey, hey. And I do options, stock options trading. And some cryptos, I, I'm, I'm learning a little bit about the cryptocurrency, but uh, I'm just not very certain about that. But I think, um, you know, I want to learn strategies in trading in the stock market. I don't do that anymore. <laughs> and someone says, oh, you traded the market. Can you show me what you do? Sure, I'll show you what I do. And then maybe we learn something. And if you find a, a company that's going to do well or, um, you know, we can, I'll show you how to do some, some uh, stock option trading because with stock options you can make money whether the stock market is going up or it's going down because uh, you can short the stock and uh i don't do that anymore because i have friends that have uh lost some money <laughs> is that a little humbling for yourself now uh, and then i've lost some money but i've made money as well so mm -hmm. yeah yeah nice. yeah so you're you're not as influencing others for stock trading anymore no, I, you know, I, I think if people are interested, you know, I'm, I'm there. They'll know what I do. Like, I can tell you I do that. Now, if you're interested, sure. But I'm not going to go say, hey, check this out. Look at this. And look what I'm do, doing. Unless you want to see it, you know, because, like, I tried, I've tried to show my wife that. She don't, she don't care. She's, she'll show a little bit of interest, but not much. So, you know. Um, so what you're saying is you're not that big of an influencer on the things that you love doing, like your pastime hobby. Well, I mean, if I had more success, it would be natural. See, all you got to do is get one, a lot of options, and then be like, yeah, yeah, come here, and then buy the, and then you sell them the ones. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I've heard that's happened before. Yeah, I'm sure. Hey, no, no, this one's gonna go up. <laughs> well, you're about fitness, Ben. So I mean, is that your? Your big uh, influence to get people and help get people in shape? It's as far as uh, I used to preach a lot more about it, like, but now I've, I've relaxed a lot just because of, you know, my ups and downs and um, in interest. You kind of focus on it for a while, then you kind of slack off, and then you focus on it some more. So up and down. And I really did like the all the different influencers out there because they all have a different style a different mentality a different way of doing things so i find that fascinating that there's more than one way to get to where you want to go it doesn't matter if it's about dieting if it's about working out there's so many mentalities there's so many different programs and styles it, it's and i believe all of them work i think they just all work for different kinds of people or different stages in your life that you're at so i feel if like you, if you stumbled into a lucrative opportunity to do more of that and you would become a greater influencer, I'm sure. Yeah. Like, if you see success in anywhere, you would want to pursue it. And so I feel like, I mean, right now we're not necessarily successful in, in this endeavor that we're in right now, trying to podcast. But I enjoy it. So it doesn't matter if we're successful or not in the future. I enjoy having conversations with you and being able to share and learn from you and learn from what we're we're doing and and growing from these challenges. It's uh, I talked to uh, a couple older gentlemen this week going back to our challenge and uh, I didn't get what I was really looking for more. I learned about their lives and their interests, but not enough. They didn't open up. They didn't 
they didn't go into detail one because i didn't know them that well but i tried I, I i've had other people open up a lot more before but it was kind of standoffish maybe i was being a little too prying like and or they didn't know where i was going with it and so it was all good i mean i met a new acquaintances so that was good yeah i was walking into walmart and uh and the greeter as i was <laughs> no, no, yeah, actually, hey shiny you loved old, it when he it called you sunny <laughs> yes yes was i a, am it was an older lady oh okay pushing a cart and the fire alarm just happened to start going off right as i'm walking passing her walking and i just pointed to her and i said you did that she said you did that <laughs> pointed back at me <laughs> nice so uh, but, uh, you know, I, I was just having fun with that. And then the lady, the lady, uh, the greeter was a lady, another older lady. She begins, she confronts the lady I told that, hey, you did that. She says, oh, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it at all. I get about halfway in the store, and um, there's a big announcement comes on that says, there is a fire in the store. There is a fire. We just want you to, to be aware of that. Don't worry about it, but some part of the store is on fire. Wow. But I didn't see anything. I didn't even see smoke or anything. Hmm. Probably a couple of guys on smoke break in the back yep. triggered the alarm or something. More than likely. Have you noticed that with the, if you go into the restrooms at like a, a, at a store, there's somebody in the bathroom vaping or something like that, and it might not just be, like it's a stronger smell. I wonder if, even though it's vaping, I wonder if that could trigger the smoke alarms in any way. I, I have no idea. I don't either. Yeah. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not that well educated. So if you guys do know, just go ahead and let us know. Is that something that's possible? That Could a vape pen actually go trigger a, a fire alarm? Depending on what kind of vape pen it is? I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of ignorant with that. But I'm kind of curious too. Yeah. Hmm. It may. I mean, it's... Uh, vape is a gas. I mean, it's, it's just... Uh, you know, it's it's more than just carbon carbon dioxide. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're smoking, that's carbon monoxide, which mm-hmm. you're exhaling. Um, but it has a lot of chemicals. I don't know. I don't vape, so I do have some. Uh, I was thinking I have some fire detectors in the house. I could check that, you know. But um, <laughs> so, hmm, project. Hmm. There you go. Challenge. Go, go buy a vape, hmm. or if you know someone that vapes, and then just. Pull it in there and see if, because it does when uh, when I'm cooking. Sometimes you know, the, I had one in. Uh, there's a dining area next to the kitchen, a little like breakfast nook, mm-hmm. and I had to take the battery out of that one because you couldn't cook anything without that thing going off. So um, I have a few more down in the house, but um, yeah, I remember uh, a few times in different uh, apartments that I lived in in the past. And some of them were a lot more sensitive than others. Like you just start cooking and I have the, the ventilation on and everything while I'm cooking. And still the thing would go like, beep, beep, beep. And you're like, ah, like yeah, it was yeah, so yeah. loud. And uh, it wasn't a cooking deterrent. I was just like, I need to take that battery out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I wonder how many people Especially do that. Especially if you're watching a program, a lot of times we'll have the TV on or something. And you're watching something and you're cooking. And then that thing goes off, so it interrupts both. How many people take the batteries out of the fire detector around the kitchen just so they don't have to hear it if it goes off? 
if you're one of those people that don't replace your battery once a year yeah. and your smoke detector near your kitchen, let us know <laughs> that it was a friend, not you. <laughs> There's like four different smoke detector companies. And if you're one of those companies out there, we may have your next customers come <laughs> send us. Let us know how many lives we could save if they just replaced the the batteries in the smoke detectors. I'm sure we could do uh, a plug on the um, uh, solar panels and security systems because if you're ever at home um, during the week, you will get the knocks on the door. You don't know if it's the Mormons, the Jehovah's Witness, the solar panel guys, solar panel guys, the security system, the, the secu- water softeners, the security system people. It, it, it's a trip to me because they knock on your door. Mm-hmm. And they tell one of they're a stranger, mm-hmm. and they're they're going to tell you about, you know, you need to protect your house. It's not almost, a dangerous neighborhood. I almost feel like they're ex- trying to extort me for security reasons. Mm-hmm. You know, like hey, if you don't pay for this service with us, we'll let know, somebody know you don't have we'll security. We'll make sure you get get burglarized or robbed. <laughs> They'll be like the Jehovah Witnesses and make a mark on <laughs> near <laughs> the door or the the the. Which call it the uh, the mailbox or something like that, where they leave a little mark so they know like how many times they canvass the area. Like you could see them markings. I mean, I don't know if they do it in all the areas, but I've noticed that before where they'll leave a little mark so they know where to look and see if they're receptive. If they ask you to come back, they they have their own little like uh, marking system hmm. for the yeah. neighborhoods that they canvass. It's interesting. The Jehovah's Witness. Did? Yeah. Do the Mormons do that? No, but did, they they keep records, so they'll let they'll write down <laughs> on on a paper and leave it for the next few years for everybody to go down. Like, okay, we've talked to this person. You were quite the influencer at one time. A few times. <laughs> I don't know if it was for good or bad or indifferent. <laughs> uh, I was talking to you about something uh, uh, that I experienced today at the mall, and uh, I guess I can bring that up. Yeah, go for it. So this lady, mm-hmm. I'm sitting there eating, and this lady walks up to me with an index card, and it's in plastic. And uh, so it's laminated. Looks like it's laminated, mm-hmm. but it's probably just like in a little sleeve. plastic sleeve or something. Mm-hmm. So, um, um, on the on the card it says, uh, "I need help with with rent. Would you mind helping me with an exact amount or more, twenty dollars or more?" Would you? Hmm. He's so kind to help me with $20. And I thought, man, what a gig this lady's got. She's just walking around to everyone in the food court showing this card. What if you can't read? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, If you can't read, then is she going to speak? But it prevents her. I I noticed this. It prevents her from having, even if she could speak the language, whatever language she thought, because, you know, many people speak Spanish in South Texas. But if... She could speak. It prevents her from looking like a panhandler. Then she offered to sell me a cookie out of them. Was that on the cue card as well? Or no, no. She didn't flip the card over and be like, would you like to buy a cookie? No. No? No. Well, so she actually said something to you. Like, hey, I have my cookie for sale. Mm-hmm. It, but it did say thank you in Spanish. It said gracias on the bottom. Okay. So I don't know if she spoke Spanish. Um. But I could tell that she didn't want to speak because she didn't want to be heard by others. I mean, people were close by. Hey, I'm asking you for money. And she wasn't dressed like, you know, she was homeless or anything. Of course, she wasn't homeless. She's, she needs help paying the rent so she don't become homeless. That was her act. I don't know. You never know. 
So I was like, where do you live? Maybe you're going to ask me for money for rent. Where do you live? You know, maybe you're living beyond your means. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I'm not, you know, I just don't. So what you're saying is see the point. In it. You're not going to start a GoFundMe online for her. I wouldn't mind seeing. You could take a picture, put GoFundMe, and then whatever money you receive from it, you'll go try to find her again at the mall. And if you see her, then you can give her like a a gift card with the money that you received off the GoFundMe for her. I, I want I want to say that she would receive money cash or through um, cash app. Cash app or something like that on the card. Like you could just cash at me. I'm like, wow. What a kick. I wonder what, I mean, if you did this for a few hours asking for 20 bucks, you'd probably make a week's salary, Ben. I wonder if you could. Yeah, I wonder. Or do you have to be a lady? I want to try that experiment. They would laugh. I'd have to, I don't know. Would we, would we have to get uh, permission from the mall well, manager? Well, I think that's what first? she was avoiding. You're not going to get permission to do that. But what if we said we're, we're conducting a trial, a study? They don't want that going on. We're saying that, you know, we're, we're globally renowned um, podcasters and we're uh, doing scientific research on uh, social norms and we want to see what the difference is. So first we're going to have you go around um, with this cue card so you don't say anything at all. So they can't. So they'll be like, oh, wait, you're Brent from the Cheap Thought podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you because know, if you spoke, they would know who exactly I, I, I who think you, you are. Could do it like if someone gave you, you told them, "Hey, they give me twenty dollars. I'm going to give them their twenty dollars back and a hundred dollar bill." I bet if they did did that, but you know, you don't want people catching on to you doing that. So, <laughs> you know, you, that's a way you could influence them. Mm-hmm. And then you know, you slip the security guard, you know, twenty bucks. We hit the security guard up first. Like, hey, could you donate to us? Yeah. And we're like, no. We'll and as he's throwing you out the mall. <laughs> you're like, I would have gave you a $100 bill. <laughs> <laughs> it's all your fault. I think we could go to that, that trade center over on uh, the highway. I think they got better security than the mall does. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen the security at the mall. There's, there's a couple of guys who were walking around there like they weren't doing much. No, but they respond pretty quickly. I don't know if you've how many times you've been there, but uh, there aren't like they have a, a good camera system up, uh, surveillance system, and they got security guards all around with a good uh, communication back and forth. They're on top of it. Well, I, I will tell you this: I thoroughly enjoyed my food. I wanted Italian, and I thought, well, I'll just go to that little place in the mall because we have a couple Italian places um, near where I live, but. Um, their hours are strange. And so what I did is um, I went and had, had lunch at the mall. And when I was done, it was really good, really good. And I thought, man, you know, if this were bad, I'd probably let them know or give them a bad review. And uh, I said, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to go catch one of those employees and just let them know that it was good and appreciate that. Because people need to hear something like that once in a while, you know. And so um, I went back to the counter. And the girl that served me, I didn't tell her, but there was another girl there. And I'd seen the manager or um, before, but he wasn't up front. And so I said, hey, let your manager know. This is uh, it's really good. Appreciate that. Nice. So, um, yeah, you know, it wasn't a $5 tip or whatever, but it was a compliment. And sometimes you need that, you know. I don't think that's given out enough. I don't either. 
more people go around complaining saying you didn't put enough on my plate. Is this all you give me for nine nine ninety five or whatever twelve fifty or? <laughs> and how about you just influence people with compliments? I think that would be a growing trend. Like you kind of go online and you look at the comments on anything. It doesn't matter what social yep. media platform it is. Most of the time, it's negative. You don't see a whole lot of love, and it's just yeah. like, hey, if you're gonna give constructive criticism. Give them some, something they can work on. Not, just don't complain about something. Yeah. Like, uh, that's, I mean, it doesn't matter if it's uh, um, customer reviews on Amazon or Walmart or, um, Yelp. Any, Yelp. or Yelp or anything for, like that. Yelp's for the restaurants but any, I, any business. But when you're talking about good food at a restaurant, I was thinking when we brought up the Trade Center, I was like, have you been to the Mexican restaurant in the back left oh, back yeah. there? I love that place. They got good menudo. They got good sopes, good tacos. I don't good... do menudo, but yeah, I have. You're missing out. That's one of the better I've places. I've had it in a town. couple of times, but I don't. It's, it's delicious. Yeah, but I, it's what they what they put in there. I'm not. I'm okay, okay with that. It's 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 uh, it's very keen for me. Mm-mm-mm. Delicious. And if you guys think Brent's wrong, please get, leave a comment and let us know. Yeah, and let us know your favorite. Um, ethnic food if you live in the corpus christi area let us know your favorite restaurant too this isn't just trying to find out uh what's good but kazoon type thank you but uh we would like to try those restaurants because ben and i like to eat well we're truck drivers even though you've been on a good diet i've been uh sustaining the same weight not today you know what i did today mcdonald's Uh, yes do you know why because you influenced me This man right here is a bad influencer. Yeah, yeah. I told him a few weeks ago when I took my girls to go get Happy Meals. Yeah, I know. You guys can uh, shame me later. Um, but uh, they like the Happy Meals, so I got them Happy Meals. And I told him, I was like, hey, they got the Grimace uh, birthday meal. I thought that was pretty cool. I'm like, yeah, it's like almost like a, a, a Happy Meal for adults. I, I was wrong. It's just another, it's just a meal with a shake. But uh, I told him you about didn't it. You get a toy. You wanted a toy. Yes, come on. A little grimace. Please. Like, where's my toy? Like, how dare they? They got the the images of. Them. At least give me a drawing, something. <laughs> but anyways, so uh, Brent went ahead and tried it, and he's like, "Oh, the shake was really good." He was yeah. really hyping it up. So I went there, and uh, I tried it. It's been a while since I ate McDonald's. It's, it's a rare. Well, I say it's rare. I have that, that McDonald's app on my phone so i may eat at mcdonald's once or twice a month mm-hmm. and uh well i mean for lunch or something breakfast i could eat breakfast there three times a week i, I the breakfast is pretty good what's your favorite breakfast at mcdonald's well um i like the you got a go-to or no i like the sausage egg mcmuffin okay you and, like, you're uh, a mcmuffin guy eh? and i like you know that you can't go wrong with that little potato Hash brown. Hash thing, brown? Oh, thing. They got and, really good hash brown. And their coffee's good. You're not a coffee drinker. Not right a coffee now. guy. But, but, uh, Black uh, Rifle, you, like you can crucify me. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, no, Mud water. <laughs> eh, no, thank you. I'm good. If Black Rifle could get you to drink coffee for $100,000, you'd have it every I might day convert. For a year. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I mean, the coffee is good. Um, the coffee is good. Okay, so my go-to thing for McDonald's would be a McGriddle. McGriddle. See, I don't like yeah. the little pancake thing. I do like the little pancake thing. Yeah. So you get you the syrup on it. I get the bacon, egg, and cheese. No, no, because the McGriddle has syrup inside the the pancake. Uh, so I don't put extra on there. 
And then a lot of times I'll get the um, hash brown and then I'll stuff it inside my McGriddle so it's all in one bite. Oh, yeah. oh, it's good, brother. It's good. <laughs> I like me some tasty food. It's I would have to say it's tasty. Tasty. Yeah. It's yeah. good. I like it. It's delicious. And uh, But personally, I'd rather make my own breakfast because there's nothing I hate more than going somewhere to a, uh, a diner or somewhere out to eat for breakfast mm-hmm. and they mess it up or they don't do it that good. And I'm like, I could definitely do better. Like I could have cooked this at home. I had the ingredients at home. Why didn't I just make breakfast? And there's so many different kinds of breakfast. I mean, things you can make for breakfast from different kinds of pancakes, which my family really likes making the, um, we call them monster pancakes, but they're like Belgian pancakes. So, There's so there's that. Uh, there's also putting on a griddle, making uh, your own uh, home fries, and then throwing some bacon and, or sausage or both in there. And then I like uh, put some eggs sunny side up, some cheese. There's all of that in one pan. You could do that on the on the thing. There's and then as far as making just chorizo and huevos and and just making some uh, anything. There's so many different kinds of breakfast. I like. It's it's really hard to go wrong if you if you cook well, like if you just don't mess it up. It, but then again, even if you mess it up, it's still edible. You throw a hot sauce on anything, it's good. Yeah, a little extra salt. Little extra salt. Yeah, hey, yeah. I want to talk about something. Take Let's take a, a, about thirty seconds. But since we're talking about influencing, um, I want to talk about methods. Methods. Methods of influencing. Sound good. You're different. So the different methods of how you can influence others, uh, like one method is by living that example, living the way that how you want to influence others. So if you want nicer people around, one way. <laughs> I just said that when the, when the uh, mic, did? mics were off. Yeah. You did? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> well, I liked it so much, I thought it had to be the first one that comes out. And so I look at it this way. If uh, if you got a lot of uh, a-holes around you, you know what? Maybe just try it with kindness. Try to be a little nicer, and you might make a, a difference. Like, so you're going to be the influence of people like, oh, you're a nicer person. Like, I'm going to be a jerk to everybody else, but to you, I'm going to be nice. Like, let's, for instance, let's get a, give an example at work. If you always tell everybody, like, good morning or good afternoon or, you know, be safe, have a good one, and you really don't even know them, and you are just kind of give those little, like, uh, nice comments every day, they're going to think positive every time they see you. They're not going to be looking at you like, oh, you're a jerk or, you know, you make more money than everybody else or whatever they want to think. They're going to think... Like, hey, he's all right because he's always being. Even though I don't really know him, I don't, I don't talk to him. He's always pleasant. Like I've never had a negative, um, negative vibe vibe from them. But yet, there's other people. What I don't know what's going on in their personal life. I don't know what kind of childhood they had. But mm-hmm. They're just always in a negative mood, always complaining about the same thing or something. Always complaining. And it, like that vibe, that energy, you don't want to be around. So you'd much rather see the other guy who's being uh, complimentary, being nice, because you just got to, 
it's a better way because i don't know if you've ever kind of like felt a little down and then you run you see somebody you haven't seen for a while and you're like hey he's all you know and they're just full of energy it kind of picks you up a little bit you feel that vibration you you tend to carry on to that and it holds on a little bit more so the kindness method the kindness method attitude i think i think attitude is half the battle on anything we choose to do do you hey let me ask you this is it attitude or mentality do we choose to be influencers we're influencers already right but is that something we put on our mind i'm going to influence i don't or we should understand we are influencing people maybe i was brainwashed as a child so i instinctively try to be a good influence maybe but then again sometimes maybe not maybe your attitude is taken the wrong way and uh they think more negative about you and you don't even realize it yeah i mean everybody has their days you know mm-hmm. so um yeah i like that it i think anything in your uh job that if you're helping someone um or if you're helping someone get a job because they want to get in the field that you're in, you know, you've been an example for them and they think that you have success. So um, the success influence, if you want to influence something, someone about something, if you had success in, in that, then you have an opportunity to influence them to pursue the same thing as you. And they may be better and they may be not so good, but uh, they see something in you that they want to go Go do what you're doing, but they only want to go do what you're doing if you've had success. Also, um, not necessarily about success, but as far as just like, let's say I drive every day. So I tend to try to give the break or let's instead of cut somebody off or instead of not allowing somebody to get in or to get out of somewhere, I go the extra mile to let them do that. And you could see how they're like, they didn't think they're like, you're, they were automatically thinking you were going to cut them off or you weren't going to let them in. And you're like, you let them in. And I just make that a practice every day. Just try to help people out. And I, I tend to give them the opportunity. And you could see it in their face when they look up at you in the truck and they're just like, thank you. And they wave. They're, they're grateful that you took a moment to, to give them like easy access or a way out and it doesn't matter if it's you know at a stop sign where you know know they're going to want to get in front of you because you're slower than they are so you're like even though you stopped first and it was your turn and you kind of just wave with your hand like go ahead and they're like oh thank you because i'm not sure how strong of an impact that makes on people driving because man people people always mental about driving you know we're professional drivers but you could get in the car with your wife and all of a sudden you don't know how to drive anymore or something <laughs> like hey they pay me to do this you know and uh but in the same way that um you know someone thinks that's an act of kindness when you're driving and then 40 miles up the road they're driving you know aggressively or whatever so i mean i don't know i, I look at it as it's like just opening the door for somebody like when you're going through a door or before you open before before you go in you hold the door for it doesn't matter if it's a, a lady or a gentleman and just as a small kind of act, yeah small act of kindness is what i was trying to say sure. just doing that and just doing that on the road it might not make a ripple effect or eventually one day it might and yeah. it might make somebody else be a little bit more thoughtful about being kinder 
let sure. somebody in. Sure. So, and I've done that in like construction zones when there's they're trying to get in. You just, you know what? I could cut them off or I could just let them in. And so sometimes, most of the time I've noticed lately is I just let them in. Like, I'd like, you know what? Sometimes you're not given the opportunity and other times you do. And when I have that opportunity, I tend to, to help people out more so than I used to. I think when I was younger, I did a little less of that. And now I, I try to think that I'm making a, a better influence to them and hopefully they'll be return the kindness to somebody else. That's sure. that's the hope for it anyways. But uh, you can also, another mode of just, like, just telling people, hey, be nice. Try to make, if you want your, your neighborhood, you want your friends, you want your family nicer, you got to be nicer. You, you need to not just say it, but show by example and express it. So I feel like uh, just a simple kindness of when's the last time you've told somebody you love them? Like, hey, Brent. I love you, man. You're a good guy. Yeah. Do we do that as men? I think that's important. In a strictly heterosexual way. Sure. (laughs) Like, hey, Brent. Well, I mean, love is love. You want to you want to express love. I think in any any way, you know, that's that's the act of compassion. I mean, those are words, and that's kind of like, hey, that's where my heart is. I just love people. I love life. You love your friends. You should love your friends and your family. They're the ones that are the biggest parts of your life and um you know some family or some friends you may not want to be around maybe they've changed or maybe uh they're not good for you but that'll keep you from loving them you don't have to be around them you know you could still say you love them anyway um also i, I wanted to give a review on fun trackers we went to a friend's uh birthday party uh kid's birthday party yesterday and uh, uh it's been Maybe over a decade since I've been there. They they changed up a little bit. It's not the same as it was back then. Yeah. We did the batting cages. Fun. Yeah. How'd you do? Well, I did the slow pitch uh-huh. softball. Okay. But some of uh, people, including you, Mr. Ben, uh-huh. wanted wanted to see if you could be a, be a professional baseball player, and you took on the 75-mile-per-hour baseball pitches. Guess what I found out? I'm not going to be a professional anytime soon. <laughs> That's one profession uh, I never was good at as a kid. And guess what? Even as an adult. One of our friends did well. It was his daughter's birthday. And uh, he took that challenge and he got in there. And, uh, man, he was hitting them. He, he knew where the ball was. He also right. did really good on the axe throwing. Station. Oh, did he? <laughs> yeah, he did pretty good there. He, I, I got a bullseye too. I, I even took a picture of it. I actually got in the red one time. Oh, nice. So I beat one friend, but another friend beat me. Um, but it's all right. Yeah, I had it. That was my first time ever throwing a axe at the target. That was really fun. How do oh, you do on it? I didn't do the axe. Throw. Oh, you did. But I've done axe throwing. We have a, uh, there's another place uh, down off Staples. And uh, I've been there a few times. Okay. It was fun. It's nice. Fun. That's good. Something to do. Pass I, I, I enjoyed the baseball. Um, I enjoyed uh, the batting cages, and I think I'd like to go back over uh-huh. there and uh, maybe if, if I could find a helmet and, and I have a baseball bat around here and just go do that for fun myself. I, I had a good time doing that. It was it was quite warm out there. Yeah, I definitely want to go closer to the winter time. Sure. We have breaking news in Corpus. This was 18 hours ago. Uh-oh, a a man uh, died following a rollover accident on Crosstown Expressway Oy. near... 
Horn Road, one person has been detained after the driver of the SUV, which landed in a tree. Did they try to rhyme? Fled the scene. Wow. That guy, they arrested him. And uh, he's facing charges of intoxicated manslaughter. So, oh no, yeah, sad. Also, don't flee, uh, flee from a scene of an accident. That's, yeah, that's not good. Yeah, but then again, don't be intoxicated at a scene of an accident either. That, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> don't cause it that's by being true. intoxicated. <laughs> Ouch, that stinks. Well, from this news source that I have, there's not a, been a whole lot going on. There's been a few. Uh, bad accidents in town. We do have a new mural in Corpus Christi of Farrah Fawcett. She did grow up here. Where's that at? Downtown. And uh, that's a picture there. Oh, I didn't. I haven't even seen that. That was the to, first time seeing come that. Come to Corpus Christi. Yeah. The, uh, you know, a while back, uh, her childhood home was for sale, and that's the way they marketed. Really? Marketed the house like, yeah, buy Farrah Fawcett's childhood home. Wow, what a marketing ploy. Yeah. She went to Ray High School here in Corpus Christi. She was voted prettiest girl at her high school four straight years in a row. No one has ever done that. I don't think anyone's done that since. She went on to have a successful acting and modeling career and married, I know, Lee Majors. I could look up other stuff, but Lee Majors was the fall guy and and uh, the bionic man. Mm. And, uh, yeah. Anyway. We have a challenge coming up, and I am going to use this as an opportunity to be an influencer for our listeners because I'm going to challenge each and every one of you to... And it's a big challenge for me and an influence on me to do this as well. To play a musical or learn a musical instrument. And if you play a musical instrument like I do, I don't, I'm not, uh, I've been playing the guitar for several decades, but uh, I'm going to learn something new. But if, uh, so, so learn something new if you play an instrument, and that may be something you haven't done in a while, or it may be something you do all the time, but you can tell us about that too. But uh, Ben has a guitar at home. His wife plays the guitar. Pick up a guitar, 15 minutes is what I told him. YouTube, uh, guitar chords for beginners, if that's what instrument you're going to play. If you want to play the flute, the harmonica, I'm not suggesting you go out there and... Um, and you know, buy a new saxophone and try it out. But, but uh, you know, if there's an instrument around the house, uh, figure out how to tune it. That's important. And then spend 15, 20 minutes. You may spend more than that once you pick it up and you see this. And then 15 minutes, you could give it up if you want. But just see if you could play that, or if it would be something that would interest you. As we were talking in the show earlier, that uh, those that do play musical instruments, they they tend to. Um, Pick up on other things that they do uh, at a little bit uh, better pace, you know, than the average, I would imagine. The drums, now percussion, um, that is something I'm not very good at. But, uh, you know, I wouldn't say go buy a tambourine, but that is an instrument to play. You know, maybe you're going to play it and put on some of your favorite music or something and play the tambourine as you dance around the living room. But anyway, that's all I have today, Ben. That's that's a pretty good uh, episode, I think, with... We talk about influencing. We want to hear the inputs of our listeners, all five of them, or however many are going to tune into this podcast. <laughs> Actually, we have quite a few listeners uh, tuning in all the time. We want to hear your stories. We want to hear about your business. We want to hear 
about stories that you've heard. There's another story that I was going to bring up this week. We may have to do that next time. Um, it's about a, a co-worker and uh, some life that he is, he is doing. But anyway, meet that challenge and uh, send us your story. We want to hear about it. Or any challenge that we had, if you listen to several of our podcasts. Um, ben, you're going to do it? 15 minutes? Yeah. On the guitar? And you know what? I've never even spent more than 15, or more than five minutes my whole life holding a guitar. Like, yeah, I've never, yeah. that's something I never got yeah, into. Yeah, we're going to give up the podcast after you do this a few times. We're starting a band. And mm-hmm. be like, we need to just be recording uh, songs that we've written. And, uh, you know, we'll pick up a bass player and a, and a drummer and maybe a horn section, some backup singers. It'll be fun. Nice, nice, nice. So, so far, I mean, on our first pilot that we put out, we have uh, nine people that listen to it. We're, we're oh, getting there. We're, all right, all right, there. all right. We're moving. We're moving on up. So pick up that instrument. That is the uh, challenge for the week. And our email address is cheapthought2023 at gmail.com. Do you know it? Cheapthought2023 gmail.com. Cheapthought2023.